Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Chargers, everybody. I'm born in Azari alongside Lorenzo Neal, and we are entering the second half of the 2022-2023 campaign. Low Neal, how's it going, man? How's it going? It's, it's going great, brother. It's going great. I'm excited. It's a little chilly in the morning. You know, I don't have – went out and got a little morning run, a little brisk out here in the – in the, in the in the northern california so down in the 40s and 50s this morning a little ice on the windows so you know bro just coming in from a morning workout and getting ready to go work but uh, i'm doing great low it, it, it's not even 50s in, in norcal it's it's 40s in socal right now low neil I'm, I'm looking at the weather app it's 44 degrees at times when it's night I'm coming down in the morning with three jackets on. It is so cold. I I, I don't remember. <laughs> seriously, I don't remember a winter like this in a long time in, in, in California. And I'm sure all of our East Coast friends are laughing at us. But I'm telling you, it's uh, it's chillier than usual, right? Oh, yeah. But I love I love the cold. I'm, I'm tired of the heat. We need the rain. We're getting a lot of rain, which we needed. The farmers here in the Central Valley, baby, we feed, you know, 80% of the world, baby, from the Central Valley. Come on. We do over $75 billion a year in ag. So, we with need the rain with, with a the B. B, baby, with the B. So you know what's up, baby. You know what's up. So weather's weather's great, getting a lot of good rain. But I'm telling you, this is that football weather for me. I used to love this time of the year. Autumn, fall comes, and you know, it's like, okay, here we go. The temperature starts to change. You go out, you breathe that cold air, you walk out, and just something about it, man. You know, by five or six, it's starting to chill. The sun starts to go down. I used to love it because you're sweating in your pads or, you know, you're sweating, you're hot, and all of a sudden that cold chill coming like, man, this is football weather, man. So I, I love this type of weather. I love this type of the year, and I can't wait for Sunday night under the lights because I'm telling you, it's going to be a barn burner. It's going to be a barn burner. Chargers, Niners, Levi, Sunday night football. I can't get better than that. Before we get into that, everybody, I want to spend a few minutes because we haven't talked about the Chargers' big victory in Atlanta, and, and listen, the Chargers were slightly favored in that game, three-point favorites, but it, it, that, that thing, as just like every Charger game always goes, came down to the wire. And, and Lorenzo and I, we, we, we've been a little critique about this Charger team so far this year, but here's one thing that we got to give them credit, Lorenzo Neal, although it's been ugly at times. They're winning close games, and they, they continue to win close games. You take a look at winning in Cleveland. They almost shot themselves in the foot in that game. But they found a way. They found a way to beat Denver. They found a way to beat Atlanta. They found a way to beat the Raiders. Like they're they although it could be better, it could be a lot worse. And this team is five and three, a game back of Kansas City with everything in front of them with an AFC playoff spot on the line. So Lo, just talk to me. You know, what, what what is what are you starting to learn about the DNA of this team? Although it's been tough and although there's still a lot of issues, they continue to win close games off a game-winning field goal in the ATL resilience finding a way the comeback kids no quit won't die live to fight on another day the acronyms and the words that describes this team tough times don't last tough people do the way that they come from behind and the in the manner in which they play the sloppiness the inconsistency the team that you look and say can't move the ball can't run the ball put the ball on the ground no consistency no rhythm and all they do is win Win, 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 no matter what. They find a way in the midst of the storm to ride the storm and ride the wave. And at the end, when the wave starts to die, they start to excel. They start to ride their own wave. They start to hit you with the barrage of punches. 
They're like a, a fighter that in the later rounds, the money rounds, they're like Floyd Mayweather. They'll just move and hide and look, you know, like, oh, my God. And in the championships round, this team is finding a way to finish at the end of the games. Because I'm telling you, it's not pretty. It doesn't look good. But they're beating and they're finding a way to win and they're beating some pretty decent teams. And, and, and they're doing it without their horses. They're doing it without Mike Williams. They're doing it without Keenan Allen. They're doing it without Slater. They're doing it without Joey Bosa. You know who they're doing it, though, with? Khalil Mack. This is a guy who's unbelievable yet again and low. Remember back in August when we were doing all these shows, we were saying it's a great trade, but does Mack still have it? And you were so adamant. You're like, stop it. We all know he still has it. He's Khalil effing Mack. And, and what is he doing? Takeaways, strip sacks, changing the dynamics of the game. So there are still pieces for this team, guys. And before we continue breaking down this Chargers-Niners games and recapping this Chargers-Falcons games, we want to give a shout-out to our title sponsor of the show, BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is a place where you can have so many different picks, collaborations, parlays, teasers. Go to BetOnline.ag. Make your pick for this coming up week in the National Football League. And use code BELIEVE. That's BL. EAV for $50 off your first few bets. And here's the deal, everybody. Injuries have defined the first half of the season for the Chargers. And yet, as Lowe says, they've persevered, they've stayed competitive, and most importantly, they've kept their goals and aspirations for the home stretch alive. Here's the biggest teller for me, Lowe. Here's one thing that made me a little bit excited. In that fourth quarter, I saw Justin Herbert make some throws. That reminded me of Justin Herbert of 2021. That reminded me of Justin Herbert of his rookie year. And I don't know if he's starting to get healthier now because I know he's taking that tee shot still every single week. I don't know if he's getting healthier now. But, low, I saw some throws by the kid where I'm like, oh, is, is he coming back now? I, I did too. And here's the thing. When you watch Justin Herbert several weeks ago and you start to watch his mechanics, you say, okay, he just says, okay, I'm going here with the ball. It's a predetermined snap. It's a predetermined read. You watch them when they played against a team when they almost lost, you know, to Cleveland at fourth down. You saw him. He was trying to force the ball in that slant. You knew he, where he was going with the ball. If you watch Herbert the last game, you didn't know where he was going with the ball. You didn't. He, he was playing. That's the difference between now and then. Then it was like, okay. Here's where I'm going to go with the ball. I'm going to try to force it in here. And you could kind of tell it was it. Now he's playing football. His back seemed like, okay, when you saw the way he scrambled to move, to make things happen, to throw on the run, he's playing football. Now he's turned back into a football player. The player that you talked about with Justin Herbert, you know, two years of yesterday year where you said, okay, now I'm going to make a play, big fella. Show me what everyone's talking about. Show that big arm off. Show us you can get out of trouble. And then show you can still deliver it. That's what he did the other day. The other times you just seem sit there being the fucking guy. Okay, I'm gonna throw it, and it's like, uh, this is not the guy. Now, yep. the other day, that's the difference. What I see, the one two, exactly. And guys, at the end of the day, Herbert is finally looking like a healthier version of himself after su suffering that that gruesome rib injury in week two. And Lo and I talked about it that they probably should have sat him for a few weeks, but they didn't. And here's where we are now. But a better, a more efficient, a more explosive. Justin Herbert will lift this offense back into an above average unit because guys, quite frankly, they have been below average so far this year, especially though they'll be above average when Keenan and Mike Williams return. 
Corey Lindsley, too, is healthier. And I think the Chargers will figure out their rushing attack behind their standout center. So I, I, I would hope that the Chargers can start lifting themselves up into a top 10 offense. But I do want to give a little bit credit to this defense, who oh, we've been it. tough on, who we've been <laughs> tough on all year long. And for the fifth straight game, which was an NFL record, the Chargers went down by 10 or more points in the first quarter. But ever since that defense was shaky to start the game after going down 10-0 for the next 45 minutes of game time, they only allowed one score. They are the reason why this Chargers team won this game low. Talk about how much of a confidence boost this can be for this Chargers defense as they have a tough task ahead heading into Levi Stadium. Yeah, when you look at the Chargers' defense, and, you know, besides when you saw a team early, when you saw Jacksonville just put it on them and motorboat them, but when you think about the defense, yeah, Cleveland scored at times, but if you think of they bend but don't break. They give up too many yards in rushing. We understand that at times. You're like, man, it supposed to be better against the run. A passing game, the inconsistency, but it's not like a lot of teams go out and score 30. Mm -hmm. If you think about what they've done, you say, okay, Who's gotten over 30 and you say, okay, you played Kansas City, but who doesn't Kansas City score on? When you think about when they played against Raiders, the other teams that they played against, they've had opportunities to win the game. It's not like they've given up a boatload of points. It's just the inconsistency and stopping the run, inconsistency in the pass game where a guy might penalty in a big play they've given up here or there. But like you said, man, the MVP of this defense, hands down, we thought all the guys were going to be Jackson, all those guys we thought were going to step up and play. It's Cleo Mack. The old, the ageless wonder. Cleo Mack has said, you know what, guys, if it is to be, it's up to me. He said, put this on me. I'll show you guys what I can do. I'll turn back the clock. I'll show you guys why you traded for me. And the old man is playing. The guy is playing relentless. He's tough against the run. He's great at going past. You get, you got a double team and triple team. Think about if you had Bosa on that team right now. Cleo Mack is saying, guys, let's go. Right now, let's go. Cleo Mack, I'm telling you, you talk about defense and they talk about it. Yeah, guys are older. But if you said who is the biggest pickup on this defense is paying dividends more than anyone, hands down, it's Cleo Mack. What the Mack is doing, like you said, strip sack, quarter, sacking the quarterback, you know, the things that he's doing, he's been unbelievable. I mean, he is just stealing the show. On Chargers defense. I mean, guess it, 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 it's pretty incredible. And, and this is a guy who's been a top edge rusher in the National Football League for damn near a decade now, and he continues to do it. And and, and his teammates are, are are praising him. Joseph Day saying this guy is, is a nightmare out there. He took it into his own hands. That's why he's elite. How well, I many sacks do you have right now? So how, uh, it's it probably, probably a little bit more, and he should it, have. It's crazy. It's it's crazy because you see the older players, man. Think about go over to Baltimore, Justin Houston. What do you have? Two and a half sacks last last night. Strip fumble the other night. You think about him in his thirteenth, in his twelfth year. He decided to come back and look what he's done for Baltimore. These older guys, just the swag and the. It was crazy when I saw Justin Houston back in the league. It was crazy. Yes, it's crazy. The guy comes back, and look what he's doing. The guy's leading their team in sacks. I think he's got nine sacks, eight sacks, you know. So he's been playing at a very, very high level, too. So it's great to see Cleo Mack and these older players. I like them, the ones that come out and say, you know what? Look, I might be a little bit older, but I still can. I can still, I can still go. I may not be Freddie Flintstone, but I'll show love to make your bed rock. Hey. Low, hey, low. You, you, you were an ageless wonder too in the NFL. You played till you're 100 years old, low. Absolutely, Neil. baby. That's why I love watching these old players play. The guys where they call them 
older players, but I love it because you can't measure a person's heart. And that, that when you start to get older, you want to show people, hey, I still can perform. And Cleo Mack, I'm just telling you, there's a lot of pressure on him, but he just goes about his business. You're watching warm up. He looks a little slow warming up. He's just jogging out there, taking it slow. And it's game time. The guy is lights out. So I love it. He just knows how to preserve the gas tank a little more. You know, he knows how to yeah. use it in spots, right? Yes. That's what you have in to spurts. do yes. as, as you get older. Now, anyhow, everybody, enough with the old and with the new. Let's talk about this week, all right? The Chargers are 5-3. and three. They head over to San Francisco and play the San Francisco 49ers, who I believe, low correct me if I'm wrong, are 4-4. Four and four. However, their record isn't indicative of how this team is. They are a very good football team, and they're getting better. They have a great defense. They just traded for Christian McCaffrey, and there's a lot of expectations. I know, Low, you can attest to them very nicely. The Niners come in, Low, as seven-point favorites, pretty heavy favorites to face the Chargers. Now, I do think the Niners are favored. They should be favored in this game, but I think that's a little bit aggressive. I think this Charger team is playing some better football, and don't surprise me. Don't surprise me if these kids in the white and powder blue go stun them. <laughs> In the Bay this week, so, so I, I, I want you to tell me, first of all educate our viewers a little bit about this 49ers team. What is there to know? I think they are a lot better than their win and loss record says they are. Yeah, I think a big thing for the 49ers is I think this bye week having this bye. You look at Cal Huchek broke his hand finger rather was out didn't play last week two weeks ago against the Rams. Debo Samuels didn't play two weeks ago against the Rams. The Rams are not a good team. You know that they're okay team, but they're not a good team. They can't run the ball. They can't protect the quarterback. When you're a Rams team right now, they're in trouble because they just don't have it done. They can You can be pushing them around up front against the run. Yes, they got that boy dog on the defensive line who's one of the best disruptors in the game, but he can't do it. He's not a one-man show. So when you look at the Niners, help is on the way. You're going to have some guys that are getting healthy. Armstead, a guy that plays interior line, wanting to get this guy back. has been dealing with the Achilles for the several last several weeks. So I think the Niners... They needed this buy. It came in at the right time because the Chargers are playing good ball, really good ball. They're finding a way. Herbert's getting his swag back, and they're moving around. But you look at this Niners team, I think when you look at the quarterback, have a huge edge quarterback rise. I think that when you talk about just talking about X's and O's, the Chargers, unquestionably, undoubtedly, if Herbert was on this team, I think they'd win the Super Bowl right now. If you put Herbert on the Niners with the way that he can move and get out of and with the, his speed and you can run the boots, especially with Kittle, the way Kittle is as a tight end, you can run all kinds of things because of Herbert's speed. Kittle, if Herbert was on this Niner team, without a doubt, me, they'll be favored to win the Super Bowl. So, But they don't. So what do you do? The Niners play good defense. They're a team that's going to get after you. If the, and they're going to be what they're going to try to do to the Chargers to put them in third and long. And then you got a guy of the Bosa, the Bosa brothers. Now you have Nikki Bosa on the Niners, who is a nightmare, who can absolutely wreck habit, no, no different than Khalil Mack. So you got two premier edge rushers that are going to be on display this week, and it's going to be unbelievable. So the Niners, that's what they're going to do. They're going to mm -hmm. try to say, let's make the Chargers one-dimensional, but let's put them in third and long and see if Herbert can hold the ball, and we think we can get to him. That's going to be their game plan defensively. It's going to be interesting. And, and, you know, for the Chargers on their side of the ball, here's the deal. Keaton Allen is not expected to practice again today. Staley said he's day-to-day. -day. Wasn't this guy day-to-day -day in week two of, of, of the season? It, it's been almost two months for Keenan Allen. The team's just been very weird about Keenan's injury. And, and, and you low, I don't know if you remember, they brought him in in that Seattle game for the first half, and then they took him out in the second half because he wasn't ready to go. So 
the way this Keenan injury has been, been handled is very concerning because I think the Chargers need Keenan Allen. Justin Herbert's a different quarterback when he has Keenan Allen to, you know, to, to, to play on the field. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Keenan because, listen, it's going to be very difficult for this Charger team to go to San Francisco and win with Josh Palmer and Gerald Everett, right? Mike Williams isn't going to be playing for another three, four weeks or so. They need they need a, a star in that receiving core to kind of lift some of the air out of Justin Herbert. And now, don't get me wrong, Austin Eckler is as good as advertised. And this is a guy who just continues to get it done year in and year out. And there's actually some similarities with Eckler and McCaffrey. They're both weapons in the, in the backfield when it comes to pass catching, and they both do their things in the red zone. So I think that's going to be a really interesting and fun matchup. At the end of the day, there's two keys for the Chargers. Number one, can you stop the run? And then they haven't proven that they can do that this year because the Niners like to, to just slowly kill you, just bleed you down, bleed you out, run the ball, pound it down your throats, bubble screens to Debo, do these kind of things, own the time of possession. They want to win a, a scrappy game, 17 to 13. That's kind of the Niners brand of football. Correct me if I'm wrong. And for the Chargers, another key for them is can they get the air game going? Can they get some consistency? Can they get some momentum in the passing game? Can Justin Herbert roll outside of the pocket and get some deep bombs, find some deep threats, and get a consistency going? So those are two keys for the Chargers. But here's the deal now. Like, it's now or never. It's officially the second half of the season. Every win is important, and there are some good teams in the AFC who are going to be fighting for wild card spots. You guys know the Jets; they're six and three. They just defeated the Buffalo Bills. What a crazy story there, huh? Low Robert yes. Sala, former yes. Niners D coordinator. Yes. He is he is the truth, huh? Yes, he is. He's got them Jets. Jets playing out lights out. I just think when you think about this matchup. I think defensively, games are won and lost in the trenches. And I think defensively, when you look at the Niners with the way they're starting to play football and getting some guys back on defense, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough out for the Chargers. The Chargers are going to have to win on first and second down. I'm telling you right that, Borner. If they don't win on first and second down and you're in third and long, you're not. You're going to have a long day because now you're going to ask Herbert to hold the ball and hold it for you know four, four seconds. And I just don't think they can hold up to this Niners pass rush. That's the biggest key to me. Can the Niners establish some type of run? Can they win on first and second down? Why, I mean, that means quick passes, bubble screens, and do it to take a page out of the Niners book to keep stay ahead of the sticks? You have to because you don't want to be in third and long. You want to be in third and two to three if you're the if you're the Chargers playing against a defense like this because these are guys going to hunt. They're coming off of coming off of coming off a, a bye week. You guys just, you know, the Chargers just went to Atlanta, had to find a way to win. They traveled. So now you're talking about a fresher team. So you better win on first and second down. And you know that Trent Williams is still one of the premier tackles in this league. And if you line up Cleo Mack, I would not put Cleo Mack on that side. I'm like, Cleo, I'm putting him against, you know, the opposite tackle because I want to be able to take – because he has struggled. The Niners' left-right tackle has struggled getting a little you know older been injured a lot of injuries so if i'm the, if i'm the chargers i'm not putting cleo mack a lot to to to, to trent side and look for trent though he's a road grader they're going to try to run the ball they're going to try to run the ball and try to collapse mm -hmm. that side of the line so it's going to be an interesting matchup far as stopping the run and how they're going to use cleo mack there's a lot of interesting matchups i think another one is is asante samuel versus debo uh, Asante's kind of been a guy who's, you know, they, they've asked him now with J.C. Jackson's injury problems, Michael Davis's lack of production. Asante Samuel just has pseudo had to have become the number one man-to-man -man corner <laughs> on this team. And he's a second-year guy to Florida State. And he's going to have his hands full and some 
with Debo Samuel. The guy has about five catches a game, about for 60 yards. He has two tuds on the season. And Debo still will, Debo will be the first to tell Lowe, like, he still is not even quite there yet, right? And Debo right. is still – and Debo is still getting better and better. He's getting healthier and healthier because we all remember, guys, Debo Samuel was one of the most valuable, if not the most valuable player in the league last year. This is a guy who was running the ball 15 times a game. This is a guy who was catching the ball seven times a game. He was taking shots left and right and just carrying this Niners offense, right? So this is going to be a guy now who's having his first game with CMC. So now you've got McCaffrey and Debo playing their first game together, I believe, um, and, and that's that's weapons now for the Niners, and the Niners were, were, were needing those weapons, and I think that's why it's so imperative for the Chargers um, to get Keenan back. Because without Keenan Allen, the Niners truly only need to worry about Austin Eckler. You know, they can right. shade a safety there if he's rolling out in the backfield because although Josh Palmer is an emerging receiver, he doesn't re- command the, the respect uh, as Keenan Allen does. Now, let's assume Keenan doesn't play. we got to talk about Josh Palmer, who was awesome last week for the Chargers. He had, I think, over seven catches. He had over 100 yards receiving. This is a guy where the Chargers ne- needed him to step up in their absence. What? Do the Chargers have a shot here, Low, if Keenan yeah, doesn't play? They, they do. I mean, the Chargers, you've seen the way they played Atlanta. Atlanta just actually slapped the Niners around. They, the Chargers, say what you want. Atlanta was too physical, ran the ball down the Niners' throat. The Chargers went on the road and found a way to win. The Niners, they did something the Niners couldn't do. I think the Niners, though, they're getting healthy, and I think they're going to put eight guys in the box. Put eight guys in the box and dare them to beat them. Single safety high. Beer the Niners says, look, let's post single safety high. Let's play, you know, another guy in the box. Let's shut down Eckler and let's met somebody else beat us. Let's see if they're going to do it. Can they win without having Keenan and those guys at receivers? So I think that's a lot what the Niners are going to do. And then you look at the Niners offensively. I know you're talking about, you know, Debo, but you forgot Ayuk, man. Brandon Ayuk is really coming into his own. The guy is a really uh, – he's a possession receiver. He runs great routes. He can stretch the field. And then, hey, diddle, diddle, kittle down the middle. you got arguably one of the best tight ends in the league. If you know besides Kelsey, when you think about Kittle, what he brings to the table, he's too fast for a linebacker. He's too physical for a safety on him. So you're talking about now, you're talking about dealing with another dimension. So when you just look at this matchup on paper, I can see why the bookmakers make this at seven. I give the Chargers a fighting chance because when you have a, a Herbert, a quarterback like that, they can get off to a fast start. They're in any ball game because he can throw you back into a ball game, even if he's down by double digits, we saw. But can they keep this game close? Are they going to be able to get off this bus and they're going to be able to roll? Because if you start slow, I'm telling you, the Niners are starting to take more chances because when they went out and got by making that trade to go get a running back that's a top three running backs and probably arguably the best receiving running back, you know, he's one of the top receiving running backs too, you know, so with McCaffrey. So he brings another dimension to this Niners offense and the Niners offense is getting a lot healthier. And here's another thing, right? Like think about this Niners team, right? This, it's still November, but we're getting almost, if they want to win this division, we're getting closer. Like the Niners need to win this game. Like they, they, they can't go down, you know, to four and five. And you take a look at the Seahawks schedule. They have the Raiders. They have the Panthers. Like the Seahawks are going to keep winning games. Like low, like it's crazy. The Seahawks are a good football team. I mean, they're well coached. Geno Smith is playing some good football. They really hit on their on their draft picks. And, you know, I, I think the Niners are looking at this like, sure, we got to take it a week at a time. But 
think the Seahawks are going to beat the Panthers. They're probably going to beat the Raiders. Like they, the, the, the Niners cannot afford to go down to four and five. And I'm not saying the Chargers can't afford to go to five and four, but I think that the swing here is even more important for San Francisco. Now we take a look at kind of the matchup here. I think why the bookmakers have the Niners at minus seven and very heavy is it's, it's a few things. Not only the Niners are coming off a of bye week, not only they're getting healthier, but this is just a nightmare matchup for the Chargers because the Niners, they have dangerous weapons on the offensive side of the ball. And where do the Chargers struggle the most? They struggle the most in the running game. They struggle the most in the short passing game. That's the Chargers' weakness. They rank dead last in yards per carry in the National Football League. And if the Falcons were able to drive down the field with the run, you're telling me the 49ers won't be able to? I think that's why there's a lot of uh, aggression uh, in that line. Now, Lo, do you agree kind of with, with, with the Niners' standpoint, though? Like, if they want to win the West, maybe it's a little bit early to say this, but they, they, they kind of need to win this game, right? This is a this is a big game for the Niners, no question. You Like you just laid out where they're at, especially with Seattle in the driver's seat and the way that Seattle's playing right now, and the schedule dictates that they've got some, a couple layups this the next couple weeks. But it's interesting because if you look at the head-to-head, the Niners have beat the Seattle Seahawks head-to-head, so that helps them tremendously. So they got to keep pace because they want to win the tiebreaker. So, yes, I think this is a very, very big win for the – I think this is a must win for the Niners. And, yes, the Chargers want to win this game. And you cannot count the Chargers out, especially with the weapons, especially with the quarterback, the trigger man. And the defense is optimistic. It bends but don't break. This defense, like you alluded to, it hasn't played great. But when it needed to bow its neck and when it needed to make plays, this defense has made plays behind Cleo Mack. So I still – think that the Chargers have a fighting chance because just because of the you know some of the things that Herbert can do. But if you talk about who needs this game most, you're right. And on paper, it is definitely the Niners. And coming off a bye, it's tough. The Chargers are traveling to Levi Stadium. They're off a week for the Niners to get healthy, and they're going to have some help. you got to realize you lost your linebackers. You didn't have two of you. Xeer didn't play. You look at you know the linebackers for the, the Niners. You had two of your starting linebackers the last several weeks haven't been out. Debo's been out. You talk about your starting fullbacks been out. You're talking about different guys. Armstead's been out. So when you think about the Niners, the help is on its way, and help will be here this week. Lo, I, I, I want your opinion on this before we wrap up, and I'm just confused. What what do you think is going on with Keenan Allen? Because week two, he was saying there's a chance he may play against Kansas City on Thursday night. Lo, it's it's been two months. The is, ham- this something- is, is this a hammy string, right? What's been doing with yeah, the hammy? Yeah, it's the hammy. Same hammy. And the only time he came in in these last two months was that first half against Se- Seattle, and then they didn't play him the second half. So he definitely, re- he definitely re-injured it. He definitely re-injured it. I don't know why they brought him in then. But, like, what do you think is going on? Because Staley, well, can, 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 he, just, he's still saying he's day-to-day. What, it's well, been two we, months. Well, you have the hamstring. Think about the hamstring. The fibers are all intertwined together. And now when you start to stretch the ham, and then, if say, if one of those fingers slip, there's a slightly tear. There's a rip. So you got to realize, I think that his hamstring has been stretched, and I think that it's ripped. I think that he has a chronic hamstring, and it's ripped, and he just always, it's always going to nag him, and it's tough. I think that he doesn't want to have surgery, but this has not been the first year. This is second year that this hamstring has ha- always given this guy problems. If that hamstring is like that, it's weak, it's chronic, and it might, and it might be a slight tear. And if it's like that, this is going to be a revolving door. So he might. It's unfortunate. Keenan Allen might have to have surgery. I'm telling you, my hamstring still to this day. I ripped it. 
and it still hurts. If I go out and work out real hard, my hand, it starts to get numb. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to take some time off because if you quick to go, it will pop. I think Keenan, my, in my opinion, I'm not a doctor. But when you have a lingering hamstring for now years, this has this last year, too. Right. Think about he's hurt with the hamstring. Life. This means that it is it is chronic. This means that it is a reincurrent and it's the same hamstring. So I think that that hamstring is weaker and I think it's kind of slightly torn and he can't. And, I, and it's just going to be one of those things that he's going to fight through and he might have to have surgery on the hamstring. I'm telling you. And I think I was reading something. The Chargers are going to have a t have a tough decision of what what they what they want to do with Keenan. I mean, next year, you know, this is a guy it, who. Has it, it, I, no, I can tell you, I, I, I Keenan Island is one of the best receivers in the league. He's one of the best possession receivers in the league. But I'm t and, and he is good, and this guy is unbelievable. But I, I'm telling you, there's no way. And I'm just and I'm going out and and here's the thing. I love the guy, and I think he's like you said, he's a game changer. He's one of the so so. It's not because of talent. So I, I want people to understand when they're saying, oh, Lorenzo, you're, you're hey, No, no, no. If you said a healthy Keenan, I would. If there's not 10 receivers. There's not seven or eight receivers that I'm taking over him in the league because he has that one-two and he has that dog in him. He's physical. He'll do anything for you. But I'm telling you, he's done. He's done with the Chargers. The Chargers cannot bring this guy back. And, and it's unfortunate because, I, hey, hey, I, I could have played a couple more years, but once my body gave out the hamstring in the neck, when my hamstring was, I, I, I couldn't play. And, and, and not because I didn't want to, and it's not that I couldn't, it was that one hamstring. And when your hamstring is gone, when your legs, and that's what you make your living, carrying the running, and Keenan especially, he can't hide. you got to use your speed. So in my opinion, this will be the last year Keenan Allen will be a charger. Because it's not only that, but low, he has a $21 million cap hit for next year and then $25 million for the year after that. Right. So if you're going to get a guy who's only going to play five, six games and you're already pretty tied up with the cap because you're signing all these big names and you got to pay number 10 very soon. I don't think it makes sense. I think the team can find somebody who's going to be, you know, not as great of production, but who's going to be 90 percent cheaper. And that's what you have to start being creative, especially when number 10 is going to have 400 plus million reasons to smile soon. Uh, absolutely. So and, and it's too bad because what Keenan has done for this organization and the way that he's played and the consistency that he's done it. It's sad when good players, great players like this, just gone too soon. And this is one of those injuries that a lot of teams won't. I'm just telling you right now. And it's, and that's what's sad because you never want to speak about someone else's chicken and someone else's bread because yeah. it's just it's yeah. horrible. But there's not going to be a team out there just going to pay him over $10 million a year. He won't get after you on the market because you can't. They're going to look at that hamstring and they're going to do the MRI. And if they see it's just partly tear and it's been torn, you just can't take the risk. Not when no 20, I can give you 25 million reasons why not to. Absolutely. And again, all of this is prefaced by saying Keenan Allen's been Mr. Consistent for the Chargers over oh, the no last question. decade. He has he has elevated Phillip Rivers. He's elevated Justin Herbert. He has been the best route runner in this league for almost a decade now. And you know that he's a great story because he never overwhelmed you with his speed. He had a knee injury in college. His numbers in the NFL combine did not wow you. That's why he went into the third round. But he always played with that chip on his shoulder. He always just shredded elite corners. And he deserves every penny. He deserves the generational wealth because he's been awesome for the Chargers. But, you know, the old adage is like, you know what? All good things do indeed come to an end. And it's kind of feeling like the beginning <laughs> of the end for Keenan Allen and his time with the Chargers. Yep, they say you can't make the – you can't make the – Tub, you can't make the club in the tub, unfortunately, and that's just the that's just true. You cannot make make can't make the club in the tub. So 
Keenan's had a great career. We love this guy. He's been Mr. Consistent, like you said. But, hey, let's go find a way to win this game against the Niners, Chargers. Let's do it, Chargers fans. All right, guys, for Lorenzo Neal, I'm born in Azari. We're going to be covering this Chargers-Niners games as it's done. And then the next week, we got Kansas City on Sunday night again. So we got some big-time content coming up for you all. Lo, always a pleasure. We'll all chat soon, everybody. Be well. Peace. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.